From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review. Welcome to the program. Nice to be with you on this slightly cold Monday morning. Not too cold. It's gone back to spring weather as opposed to the deep summer that we had found ourselves in uh, earlier on. And it's great to be with you on this Rosh Hashanah edition of uh, the new Blue Review. And we're going to be bringing you all sorts of Rosh Hashanah related stuff, things that are happening on Rosh Hashanah, around Rosh Hashanah, themes of Rosh Hashanah, and uh, we're hoping that you'll enjoy the show. Coming up later on, we're hoping to be speaking to Jules Martin. Uh, he is from the Friedrich Naumann Foundation, and he's going to be talking to us about the German election. Uh, there's a big election coming up in Germany uh, later on. Uh, this week, I think. So uh, he's going to be talking to us about that. Uh, Germany is kind of the fat kid in the canoe of uh, European politics. So uh, if they uh, go in a different direction to the rest of the continent, that could mean all sorts of interesting stuff. So uh, I hope that he'll be able to come in and uh, talk to us about that. Uh, and then we're also going to be looking at Rosh Hashanah Philatony. Um, if you're not sure what philatony is, philatony, I think it's a so philatony, philatony, uh, it is stamp collecting, stamp collecting. And, uh, on this week's innovation of the week, uh, we're going to be speaking about the annual tradition in Israel of issuing stamps that are, uh, Rosh Hashanah themed. Every single Rosh Hashanah that issue new themed stamps. So we're going to be looking at the different stamps that have been going on, uh, uh, around the world. In Israel, so uh, and the different themes that they cover, and uh, in the 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 spirit of uh, Rosh Hashanah, if you like, we're also going to be looking at the travel of uh, travel feature uh, of the week, and looking at the idea of repentance and punishment and uh, uh, all these all these kind of themes, and uh, we're going to be going to have a look at Constitution Hill. If you've never been to Constitution Hill, or if you're not sure what it is, maybe you have guests coming from overseas. It is a great opportunity uh, to to get an insight into the the history of South Africa and the history of even of Johannesburg. So we're going to be looking at that and uh, finding out what you can do there, what you can see, uh, how is the best way to see it, uh, etc. So that's all coming up uh, on on the show for today. But of course, we do like to bring you all the best in music on the show as well. So let's start off with a little bit of that and take something which is... Uh, uh, a little bit uh, chilled. Here is the script with rain. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. You're back with 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the new Blue Review. Welcome to the show. By the way, if you ever want to be part of the conversation, we are happy to chat to you. You can SMS us on 34519, email us on onair at highfm.com or tweet us at, at highfm. Uh, you can also WhatsApp us on 062-148-2374. Uh, we'll definitely take your interactions. It will be very cool to have your views. Now, as I said uh, just before the break, we're looking today in the innovation of the week, which is kind of not an innovation. It's more like going backwards. We're looking at Israeli philatony. Um, and uh, philatony is stamp collecting because every single year, the Israeli postal company has a tradition of issuing uh, a set of festive 
postage stamps in the honor of the Jewish New Year. And uh, Israel 21C, uh, which is a uh, newspaper, news site that looks at sort of Israel beyond the news type stuff. And uh, they've done a whole series on what are the different things that uh, the Israeli Postal Service has looked at. And it kind of gives you a cool historical look through the history of uh, Israeli society. So, for example, in 1948, some of the first... Uh, stamps that were ever produced were what was called the Flying Scroll. And uh, this was from an artist. Uh, his name was Wallish. And it was designed based on ancient seals found on, on handles of jars dating back to, from 700 to 600 BCE. And uh, it's not really sh- known what they are exactly, these scrolls. But it was associated at the time with the Jewish-Roman War and the Bach. Kochba revolt. So they decided to put uh, that on the stamp, which was uh, quite interesting. And then later after that, the next ones had to do with the IDF uh, from David Ben-Gurion. Uh, he, he obviously disbanded all the paramilitary, para, paramilitary groups that had fought in the um, War of Independence and he put them all under the IDF. But to celebrate the actual groups themselves, they all got put on to Stamps. So those were sort of the military themes of the early years. But then in the 50s, things started to change a little bit. And uh, a lot of stamps started uh, looking at instruments and ancient instruments that would have been used during the temple. So there was harps and trumpets and chauffeurs and using very stylized Hebrew-looking people. And uh, in the 60s, a lot of stuff was done in terms of uh, famous victories in sports and honoring uh, unified Jerusalem. And by the 70s, things had gotten a little bit more political. And people were now looking at uh, Sephardi synagogues of Jerusalem because they felt like uh, Sephardium had been underrepresented in the stamp collection. And so they've done a whole set of stamps here of the different uh, synagogues that were there. Uh, that are Sephardi and you can see here they have uh, beautiful colors greens purples uh, browns that you can get and uh, really quite uh, beautiful and amazing stamps that show the history of uh, the Sephardim in in Israel and their architecture and then later on by around to the 80s there was the opening of the diaspora museum and uh, that kind of got the stamps to or the stamp makers rather to look into uh things around the world that were jewish and uh just looking at the jewish diaspora around the world and different synagogues and there's one in prague here and one in italy so a lot of a lot of synagogues architecture was was clearly uh part of of the the celebrations and now it's kind of gone a little bit more if you like traditional, there's a lot of religious stuff associated with it. Uh, people praying with the etrogs and uh, at the, at the wall and all that kind of stuff. So they're looking much more sort of um, almost traditional Jewish religious aspects, which is also quite fascinating. And even before, uh, nostalgia themed ones uh, presenting original graphics of of postcards that used to be sent uh, for to Israelis. 
all ar- uh, from from people all around the world. So it's a fascinating look. I'm just kind of mentioning a few of the stamps that you can actually see uh, on the website. But if you're interested in stamps, I mean, if you even use stamps, I'd love to know when was the last time someone actually used a stamp and, and said, you know, I'm going to send a letter and I'm going to make use of the post office. I mean, South Africa also has beautiful stamps. Israel has these incredible stamps. And if you want to see them, go to uh, Israel21C and just you can just see how the stamps evolved, how they look a bit different. And uh, you know, it's just incredible uh, to see how uh, something which I guess we don't really use all that much anymore. I mean, imagine if every email that you sent, you had to come with a stamp and you had to stick it on and, and have a look. I think it'd be quite amazing. So we kind of lost that uh, with email and uh, all our electronic communications. So it is a cu- quite a cool thing to think about uh, at this time of year. So if you want to go have a look at that, Israel21C.org uh, and have a look at those stamps. And uh, let me know if you have a, a favorite stamp, if you enjoy stamp collecting or you still have stamps or you even use them. I'd love to hear from you. You can SMS us on 34519. You can email us on onair.com. Tweet us at at chaifem. Or send us a WhatsApp, 062148. Uh, I'd love to hear about your stamp related stories and uh, talking of things which are um, new and interesting there is an all new competition alert that you should uh, know about the Genesis All Suite Hotel in Fairmount wants you to spend the holidays with friends and family this year without the complications of moving in with the relatives we all know how hectic that can get uh, so if you're out of town or even just across town, you could win a three-night stay in a two-room suite for the holidays. Just answer this question, which hotel is sponsoring the prize of a three-night stay in a two-room suite? Text Genesis and your answer to 34519 or WhatsApp 0621482374. The winner will be drawn on the 29th of September 2017 and you can enter as many times as you like. T's and C's apply. Make sure you do that. Uh, you never know when you might need uh, a little bit of a break from the kids, from the relatives, from basically everyone. So make sure you into that competition. We're going to take a short break and we come back. We're going to be talking about uh, our travel feature of the week and looking at Constitution Hill. The best part of your day. At the heart of your community. All the talk. All the music. All the news. Hi FM. We are talking about the travel feature of the week. Every single week we come to you with uh, something else that you can do. Around the world, uh, in South Africa, often with a Jewish uh, link, if we can find one. Uh, but we just like uh, to travel around and see what there is to do uh, just generally. So today, with uh, Rosh Hashanah coming up and, uh, you know, we all these ideas about punishment and freedom and uh, all this kind of stuff, we, we're looking at the Constitution Hill, which is the big court in South Africa, and the old fort, uh, and already a quite an interesting place, and one that's maybe overlooked. So often I have this question when people are coming to me and saying, all right, well, we've got some overseas visitors, and we want to know, first of all, is there anything to do in Joburg? Because people make an assumption that there is nothing to do in Joburg. That's the first thing. And, and then there's also, uh, well, what do you do? You know, there's all sorts of things, and... Um, and we have to, you know, we have to do things uh, while in, in Johannesburg. So what can we do? And there's all sorts of suggestions. And I want to suggest that Constitution Hill is probably one of your best bets for overseas people if you want them to come and do something uh, here in, in Johannesburg. I'll tell you why. First of all, it's close by. 
Uh, it's in in Bramfontein, sort of in the uh, sort of close on the edge of Hillbrow. So it's not difficult to get to, uh, and it's not deep in Hillbrow either. So it's not too uh, unsafe or anything like that. And uh, also, it's quite cheap. It's not expensive to go there, and uh, and it's quite short as well. A tour of Constitution Hill only takes about an hour, hour and a half, uh, unlike, say, the Apartheid Museum, which is obviously also very good. But there you need a proper three hours, maybe five hours to really get through the museum. Uh, if you have international guests and they want to understand all about Apartheid and, and you don't want to, like, bombard them with information, Constitution Hill really gives a, a good sense about what the system was all about uh, without a sort of information Overload, and if you only have a little bit of time, so I always recommend it to my international uh, visitors. It uh, is a fascinating place. If you're not sure, basically there was an old fort that was built in the centre of Johannesburg. Originally, it was built to defend Johannesburg should it ever be attacked uh, by the British, in particular. And it was never used. The British eventually overran Johannesburg anyway during the Anglo-Boer War. And so once it had been built, it was then turned into a jail. And in particular, it was turned into a jail for petty uh, crimes, mostly petty crimes uh, in in South Africa at the time. And, and by petty, uh, petty apartheid times crimes. So if people weren't carrying their passes, they would often get thrown into the old fort and kind of swallowed up into into this hill. So that is what it was mainly used for. And... And in addition to that, it did actually have some other famous uh, prisoners. Uh, Gandhi uh, was there and Mandela was there for a a small while and a number of other sort of famous people who we associate with with the struggle and uh, for democracy in South Africa. And this is basically like uh, a a number of sites. When you go in, uh, you can go to the old fort, which is, as I was saying, the, the jail itself. Then there was a separate section just for women. So there was a women's jail as well so uh, you can go to the women's jail and and they have some exhibitions there about what it was like to be in the women's jail and then there's number four and number four was where a lot of uh, uh, political prisoners were kept or people in solitary confinement you can really get a a a real idea about what it was like to be in a um, in in solitary confinement and they have exhibitions all the way along so it shows you, for example, the amount of food that the prisoners got. And uh, this comes from like an official statement of the government and how white prisoners were given more food and black prisoners were given less. Uh, so so you can actually see, you know, how how people were treated. You can see the dance that the prisoners had to do when they when they arrived in the fort uh, so that they could check them for uh, contraband items. That, that was like something else, which was you know, a, a regular a, a regular a part of, of, of the program there. You can also see how people were stuffed into the cells far too many uh, than, than actually was properly required for the cells and how the cells themselves got uh, policed. There were gangs that used to be run inside the cells that would, you know, um, take food away from some of the prisoners or, or make them uh, you know, build all sorts of things with blankets and take away their blankets, and it's quite, quite a depressing place uh, to see how people were treated quite so appallingly uh, in those in those times. So, if you want to understand uh, a little bit about what apartheid was about, without going into the deep theory, I can only recommend uh, the Fort and Constitution Hill. Once you finish being depressed, then you can go um, up into the court itself, and the court has. Uh, of, sometimes it's in session, so you can actually watch 
the court. This is, of course, the constitutional court, uh, which is the highest court in South Africa. And so you can you can actually watch judgments being made uh, as they go. But you've got a sort of a tour of the court itself, and they explain to you what the ideas between uh, the different uh, – architectural styles were and why uh, different things were chosen and all that kind of thing and they explain to you the judicial system and how do the judges work and then you can also go and see the art collection so the art collection is there next to the court and it really is uh, an interesting set of collections from different places they've got a unique uh, Chagall a Mark Chagall which is quite uh, remarkable and uh, you know all of uh, all of these, there's some problematic paintings, in my opinion, as well. But uh, you know, you don't have to have have to worry about it. So, anyway, if if you want to go and you want to see a great uh, great day out, not too long, not too hectic, you'll learn a lot. It'll be really, really interesting. And uh, the full the full tour departs at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Uh, and uh, that's for group tours. But they do sort of tours throughout the day, and you can just go along. Uh, and have a look. There's even a night tour that you can do. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's an art tour you can go and see. So I, I would just go onto the Constitution Hill website. That's www.constitutionhill.org.za. And you can book uh, the right tour for you and your family. And, uh, you know, it is uh, Heritage Day coming up on Monday. So you can go and have a look. And the, the tours are done uh, at, at different times. So have a look at that. Constitutionhill.org.za. That's our uh, travel feature of the week. Stay relevant and up to date. This is 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review. Welcome back to the program. I'd love to hear your views, uh, on the, on the show. Uh, any, any viewpoints that you might have you can SMS us on 34519. Email us on air at You can tweet us at at or you can even WhatsApp us on 0621482374. And, uh, just in case you're concerned. Uh, and worried about getting all your shopping done before Rosh Hashanah, make sure you visit Kosher World. Uh, Kosher World is conveniently open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Motzei Shabbos uh, to, to Friday at 4 p.m. They also have the largest offering and keenest prices for all your Rosh Hashanah shopping. Uh, they've just unpacked a great new vegan range, and their Montague peaches and mangoes are at prices that are too low to advertise. They'll also be un- unpacking pomegranates from Israel this week, but with limited quanti- quantities and at these prices, you'd best hurry as it'll be a, on a first-come, first-served basis. Um, and did you know Kosher World is South Africa's, indeed Africa's only all-kosher supermarket, uh, or that all their shelves are under Beth-Din supervision, each and every shelf. Uh, so... As a franchise of um, ShopRite checkers, they have the keenest prices too. So make your way down to Kosher World just before Rosh Hashanah and get in all of your uh, all of your kosher needs just before Rosh Hashanah. We're going to take a, sh- a short break, some music now, uh, and then we'll be back right after that. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. And uh, we have someone who came through wishing everyone uh, and their family Shana Tova. Uh, that's from Stephen. Thank you so much, Stephen. Shana Tova to you and your family. Now, talking of uh, New Year's resolutions and New Year and uh, trying to do something a bit new, it looks like the IDF uh, has, has a, a bit of an idea 
for you in terms of uh, having a New Year's resolution. And their New Year's resolution is that their soldiers should stop smoking. That's right. looks like the IDF is rolling out measures to stop their soldiers smoking. It turns out that 37% of all uh, soldiers who uh, finish smoking uh, or <laughs> rather finish their military service are smokers, which is twice the national average. And so the IDF has said that smoking is taking a toll on their soldiers. It's making them uh, less well, not as healthy as they should be. And so they have decided that they are going to, to stop this uh, whole thing. Well, not obviously stop, but but try and uh, reduce the amount of smoking that is happening with uh, with the soldiers, and so they are banning the sale of cigarettes on uh, fifty five bases and sixty five stores, um, and in in their actual bases. So, if you are on a base uh, in Israel, you will then be able to actually uh, not get the smokes on base, which is uh, quite interesting. Uh, apparently this also has to do with not the smokers themselves, but the 80% of soldiers who are reportedly being exposed to secondhand smoke, uh, which is actually uh, affecting their health as well. Now, this doesn't come without uh, complications uh, because what happens if your base is in a uh, rural area, for example, and so you can't go off base and uh, get the smokes. They haven't quite figured that out yet. Although they say that soldiers that serve in urban areas would be able uh, to at least uh, go to the shops and uh, and get and get cigarettes as well they also uh, have said that uh, the 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 army will be sponsoring support groups and other programs to help soldiers who wanted to quit smoking. So if they, uh, you know, were, were no longer uh, wanting to smoke, then they could do that. Uh, other interesting stat uh, was that um, people start smoking more in the army. So when they, the the amount uh, of people who started uh, in the army smoking is only 26%, but they actually end up smoking by the time that they finish, which is 37 So that's also quite interesting. As well as being high, it's also a, a growing thing inside. Interestingly, higher with males than females. Uh, the males are, as I said, 36%. Females only 15 So that is a, a very interesting stat uh, as well. So... Um, they're saying that they don't think it's having uh, an actual effect on the military's operational uh, abilities, uh, but you know it's it's not going to affect their status. If you're a smoker as a soldier, you're not going to be looked down upon or anything. But they do uh, think that it, it's something that they want to cut down on. They uh, Kirshner, who is uh, from the IDF, he's a spokesperson. He's noted that smokers as a group take more sick days and report more health problems than non-smokers. So. Uh, it is a very interesting example of what's happening and uh, just showing that, uh, you know, the IDF who take their, their soldiers very seriously are looking at a way that they should cut down uh, tobacco-related uh, issues for for the time being. So there we go. Uh, that is, uh, you know, th- that is all for, for the time being. And, uh, yeah, don't smoke. That's the words from the IDF, and uh, um, and yeah, it pretty much uh, brings us to the end of the show for today. Um, and uh, thank you so much for having uh, listened, and uh, I very much appreciate, of course, all of your uh, um, interactions and, uh, and and support for the show. So uh, yeah, it's great having been with you, and uh, in Shana Tova, enjoy your Rosh Hashanah. 
and we'll be back next week with a special heritage edition of the new Blue Review. <laughs>